This programme was first broadcast on Canterbury's community access radio station Plains FM 96.9 and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Kia ora and welcome, this is Garden of Sound, brought to you with thanks to Mint Finance. Business loans made easy. Today on the show, Hypnum, a dirty blues rock outfit from Christchurch. But before we hear from them, a quick reminder about Garden of Sound Live. We're just under two weeks away from the big night. You need to get in now to secure your tickets. We'll have uh, Miria Grinnell and Moses Robbins alongside newcomers Olivia Edie and Twin Harmony. Not only will it be an excellent way for you to celebrate New Zealand Music Month, there'll also be an alcohol-free bar presented by The Nephilist. Tickets are easy to get and there's a discount for groups of four or more. So get along to gardenofsound.nz, follow the links while you listen to the show, get those tickets, or visit eventbrite.com and search for Garden of Sound. Right, today's show. There are three, sometimes four-piece rock band with a bluesy edge. They don't take themselves too seriously unless they're promoting New Zealand music to the world. Hypnum have a chance to feature at a number of UK shows and festivals this coming summer, but it's the help of the New Zealand public they need to get there. They look good and sound great, but how much will the New Zealand public buy into their plans for UK domination? Bex, I want to kick off with you. I want you to tell me about the first time that music entered your life. We've always had loads of music around our house, but probably my first real memory of live music would be my sister was in a marching band. And so, you know, at age three, I used to get taken along and sat in a pushchair and I would sleep throughout the whole thing because <laughs> I'm really good at sleeping. Um, but, you know, it was brilliant with all of the kazoos and the big drums. And So do you think that was sort of like an early introduction to quite rhythmic, quite intense music? I had never thought of it like that, but maybe. I love drums and I love bass, so yeah, yeah maybe. Jesse, what about you? What was uh, music like in the home? For me, because I was like born in 1997, so probably the Wiggles, because that was a big thing. Fruit salad and the big red car and all that. Um, and then um, there was, uh, was it a Californication uh, music video? Because that was huge. Um, I remember when I was um, growing up. And then uh, I got really hooked on the Mortal Kombat opening theme, that movie. <laughs> um, and then um, as it sort of progressed, uh, my mum and dad always listened to it, like all the 60s, 70s radio sort of stuff. So that was always playing on in the house. And then What's... when I started developing all my own stuff, um, I started getting, well, when I moved from keyboard to guitar, it was all like ACDC, Eric Clapton, Deep Purple, and all that sort of stuff for me. So your parents, they were quite influential, I guess, uh, or instrumental at least, yeah. um, in getting you to play to play keyboard. Um, were they musical at all? Uh, yeah, well, my mum, she had keyboard lessons when she was a kid. And um, my dad had always played just a little bit of guitar. I never really progressed too far because it's an excuse where his fingers were too small or chubby um, to kind of actually get around <laughs> a, a fretboard on the guitar. But um, they always played a little bit. And uh, they actually got um, me and my brother a little keyboard when we were like six or seven. And then I started taking a real huge interest in that. And then um, kind of everything developed from there. 
John, I'll jump over to you. You're the you're the drummer in the band. Yeah. Okay. Um, tell me about your uh, your musical upbringing. Um, I grew up in a pretty conservative Catholic family. My dad loved opera, and I hated opera. So I had a early exposure to music was not the best. Um, that on top of my Nazi music teacher at school. I was scarred for music. I didn't want to touch music till the age of about 14. And then I heard the school rock band and and things started turning. And I... So there was just one school rock band? There was a couple, but there was a one day assembly, the rock band came out and I think the priest let us all listen to them and I thought, that's pretty cool, I can do that. Do you remember what they played? I can actually, it was... Um, shit, well, it was Money um, for Nothing, I think. It was an old Dire Straits track. And it just sounded wicked. Fantastic, Bex. You're the you're the singer in the band. Yeah. Um, where did you grow up? I grew up in a small coal mining town in Nottinghamshire, a place called Mansfield. Um, and it sounds like that should be a country song, doesn't it? Tell me about music in Mansfield. It doesn't really have a huge music scene, although it did have a really big. Um, like trance, happy, hardcore scene when I was growing up. Um, I wasn't too influenced by that. But it also had um, <laughs> some really amazing um, choirs around the place, which I was fortunate to be involved in and which cultivated my love of singing. Was there ever any sort of country influence in your uh, musical upbringing? Not really. My dad would listen to a bit of country, but my mum was very much a Motown woman, and so I I was brought up on Motown, and I still love Motown. And again, we go back to the drums and bass. Yeah, which is that's quite right. huge. Um, when was the first time you sang in public on your own? On my own was probably when I was at school, so maybe eight. What was that like? Absolutely terrifying, but. Even now today, before I go on stage, I still have all of those um, those emotions, which it could be excitement or it could be a touch of stage fright, which, you know, I think is, I think you need to have that um, to do a good performance. But yeah, it was, it was terrifying, but exhilarating. Yeah. Jesse, tell me about your, uh, your first live performance on guitar. Yeah, well, for me, it would be, um, I was still in Tamuka. Uh, year seven, I played guitar for our high school sort of soiree sort of thing. And I uh, did um, sort of an uh, original instrumental sort of thing I'd come up with. And So uh, they were an accepting crowd. It wasn't yeah. like you were getting up in front of folks who were like, well, what's he doing? Yeah, no, it was um, it was pretty good as far as I can remember it. Was that your first original composition? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Because um, I'd only been playing guitar sound that year for a couple of months. And since I played keyboards beforehand... As soon as I got my hand on a sort of guitar, I was really going down that route. Like I, I picked everything up like super quickly. Like I was even on the bar chord within like two months of playing guitar. So I was like really kind of just going full steam ahead with that. So how did you end up meeting these two? Well, for me, um, I actually met these two at an open mic night initially. Well, I seen them play because um, this was with a, another version of the band. Sultans of Swing was one of the songs that they did. And then we met again later on at um, one of my mates, uh, Peter Malthus' birthday bash at the Embankment. 
That's basically could... when you told us that you loved us, wasn't oh. it? <laughs> well, it was like, was um, it one of those evenings? Oh, it was just it was kind of like a guys? hodgepodge sort of thing. Um, I think one of them messaged me earlier the day or two ago um, before the event and said that their guitarist couldn't make it or maybe I could play a couple of songs with them because they send me play as well. It was just a ploy. We actually didn't want our guitarist to play so we could try and nab Jesse. Yeah. It worked. <laughs> so um, we ended up playing like a Hollow to Love, uh, You Wouldn't Know, but Lana's Morissette. I think maybe one or two other songs, but um, it actually went really, really well for that evening. And then um, I think maybe a, maybe about a month or so after that, um, that sort of lineup of the band kind of fell apart a bit and then um, they kind of asked me to get involved and then another bass player in town and um, then there was the current version of Hypnum. I think it's time for some music. You've reeled off a whole heap of uh, influences at least. We've got some Dire Straits in there. Um, we've got from marching bands all the way through to uh, to Motown and Happy Hardcore as well. Is there a track that sort of um, has influenced or perhaps sums up uh, what Hypnum is uh, is all about. It's hard to pinpoint one song, but I think one thing we all do converge on is we all, we all love Led Zeppelin, and they are just hugely inspirational to not just us, but most most rock and rollers ever since the, the, the 70s. They had such a good technique, the way they, they played the drums with the riff. It was just unheard of at the time, and to be honest, they're as edgy now as they were back then, and that's, that's testament to their ability. It's... Um, you can't go past Led Zepp for a bit of inspiration, seriously. Oh, let the sun be down upon my face Stars to fill my dream I am a traveler of both time and space To be where I have been To sit with elves of a generation This world is sound same Which they sit away, what all will be Sounds could rest my ear 
This is the Garden of Sound interview with Hypnum on Plains FM 96.9. It's time to talk about concerts and gigs. We've all been to a to a few, one would hope. I'll kick off with you, um, Bex. What was the first first gig that you uh, paid some money to get along to? I think I paid to go and see a boy band when I was about 13, but we could very quickly brush that under the carpet and we could move along to later years. What band was it? Come on. It was world, Worlds Apart or something like that. Worlds Apart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Terrible, terrible. Because the music scene wasn't really that massive in Mansfield, we didn't really go to big name gigs, but we knew lots of people in bands, and so we would go and see local bands. And it was normally kind of indie rock type stuff. Jesse, what about yourself? What was the first gig? Oh, the big- first first big sort of thing musically I went to was the Wiggles here in Christchurch <laughs> uh, with the big red car and everything you seem to be quite set on yeah. the, well, it's, it's on the one Wiggles of the, one of earlier memories I will ask you with all seriousness but um, the first has, has the Wiggles has the Wiggles influenced your musical style no no, um, just his choice in car. Yeah, <laughs> he's got the t-shirts too. So yeah, um, so but the first like proper rock gig, Dad took me to go see ACDC in Wellington Black Ice tour. She had opening. Oh, I didn't even know who she had were at the time. So please forgive me. Uh, it took me many years, but uh, that was a uh, absolutely amazing, super loud. My head, my ears, like being deaf for like five oh, to ten minutes after the concert, couldn't really hear anything. And then I think my first concert that I paid for myself, or first sort of big event I actually paid for myself, was um, Electric Avenue here in Christchurch. Um, and the only thing I went to go see was my mate's band, who uh, sadly broken up, were a Black Fox trio. But I really went to go see She Had for the first time live. And uh, that was absolutely sick. John, what about you? What was the first gig that you got along to of note? Oh, I used to go out all the time for the local bands over the Ducks and so on. But the big one I remember first up was uh, Radiohead in Wellington. And uh, I just remember it for... Were you there? Were you there? I think. Yeah. I'm trying to trying to think what year. Was it uh, uh, late not, 90s, late early 2000s? Ni- late 90s, yeah. Yes, I yeah, saw. Yeah. Yep, amazing. Yeah, it was pretty good. You, you, you tell yeah. me, what was the what was the hype? This is around about OK Computer time. Yeah, it, it was, and I was just coming into them then, and yeah, they they played so outstandingly well for a live. Um, I, I seem to remember something happened in the audience too, and um, Tom gave someone the stare down, and you know it was just it was very rock and roll. How long has Hypnum, uh, in whatever incarnation, been a unit, Bex? It was me and John who got together in two thousand and seventeen and decided that we'd like to do a blues rock band. Um, before that, we had just, um, I was going to say escaped, but that sounds terrible. Uh, we were in a bluegrass band, and um, now saying the word bluegrass, it doesn't sit very well with me. Um, we just kind of outgrew it, and we decided that we wanted to move on and and kind of play music that was our taste and not to the taste of a collection of musicians that we were playing with so um how did you get involved with them in the first place i have no idea was it just a a a desire to to be performing and playing yeah it was it was (laughs) absolutely it was lots of fun and we met some lovely people through it and we met each other through it so you know it was a great yeah the universe put us together and said right blues rock that's where we're going 
I got and I got called to play drums in a bluegrass band, and I got there and I realised there's no drums in bluegrass. So they gave me a little apple box to tap on, and um, and a washboard, and a washboard. Kind of? <laughs> but every time we practised, I'd bring another piece of my drum kit along, and I started building up the hi hat and you know a few cymbals and. Got to the point where it wasn't bluegrass <laughs> anymore, and so we got kicked <laughs> out. Pretty much, yeah. We started turning it into rock, so yeah, it was extraction time. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. And so, so yeah, so we sort of writing songs and um, and playing together, and really enjoyed it. And we've had a few iterations of the band since then, um, and this is how it stands in its current format. Um, we also play with a beautiful bassist, Clara Bell, as we like to call her. So here's the question: when we when we look back, uh, what's happened over the last couple of years where you'd think, oh, damn, shouldn't have done that. Um, <laughs> or even, is there anything that you would say to um, to younger versions of yourself, perhaps to maybe progress you in a different direction? Or well, I'd say for me, if I was talking to my younger self, I'd say get your bloody license, because that's uh, that's been a, a sort of whole area of driving license. Yeah, I still haven't got it, and it's like it's getting to the point now where I'm gigging like pretty much every week. With a whole bunch of um, other bands as well as um, with Hypnum every now and then too. So, Jesse, if I met your younger self, I would definitely tell you to get a license. Yeah, that's probably a really good piece of advice for me. <laughs> All right, I think it's time for some for some more music. Um, do we have a favourite piece, or at least something which may have stayed with you for for quite a period of time? I don't know. It's different or difficult in a band, at least when you've got so many different tastes going on. An artist for me that I've always looked up to was Tricky. He's not that well known, but um, he put a, an album out mid '90s. Um, it sounds as raw now and edgy as now as it did back then. He, he, when I first time I heard Black Steel, it was just an, an industrial metallic drum beat, dirty guitar, and the vocals were almost breathed over the top. And I've never, he- I'd never heard anything like it. Um, I still get a kick out of it. It's quite a long song, but it's so hypnotic. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I got a letter from the government the other day Opened it and read it, it said they were suckers They wanted me for the army or whatever Picture me giving a damn, I said never Here is a land that never gave Just that very minute it occurred 
switch on, switch on, switch off, switch on. Many switching, switch on, switch off, switch many switching, switch on, switch off, switch many switching, switch on, switch off. Thanks for being with us today. As I mentioned at the top of the show, Garden of Sound is sponsored by Mint Finance. They've been around since 2014, offering finance to businesses of all sizes through secured and unsecured loans, starting out at just $5,000 on terms of up to five years. Obviously, T's and C's apply on all business lending. Now, the best part is Mint Finance is super easy to deal with, and they know what they're talking about. It's because they understand business and what you as a business owner need from a finance partner. Now, if you've got a great idea and you just need the finance to see it through to fruition, then get in touch with Mint Finance today. You can do that on 0800 666 That's 0800 666 Or you can visit mintfinance.co.nz. That's mintfinance.co.nz. This is the Garden of Sound interview with Hypnum 
on Plains FM 96.9. This is the bit where I talk about writing music and creating music and, and so on. Uh, you've got a very cool single, which we're going to hear very single, Better Off Dead. Uh, how did that come about? I've always hated duets, but I've always wanted the challenge of doing a duet which is not tacky or corny and a little bit punk. It's a song about dysfunctional love. <laughs> which, so drawing on personal experience? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which begs the question, it's called Better Off Dead, so uh, <laughs> is this a relationship that didn't, didn't quite go to plan? No, this is an old thing. This is, um, look, little relationships here and there, but also from friends around me. I mean, I see people in these situations sometimes, and it's quite an intriguing situation where there's they're, um, a lot of fighting going on, but there's definitely a chemistry there as well where they can't pull themselves away from each other. Um, so... Uh, You've got a couple of tracks on Spotify, at least, yeah. uh, which I've seen, and the production has improved markedly on yeah. um, on Better Off Dead. So tell me, as this part of the process, what did you do differently on this track? Well, a lot of that is down to Jesse, who's very good at what he does. Um, he's also coming from the jazz school. He's got a lot of experience with recording. Um, mm. On top of that, we've gone with... Um, Tom O'Connor, who's a very good um, sound engineer. So, I mean, you can't do everything yourself. That's the God's honest truth. <laughs> the only way I just raised my hands up in the air, only because yeah. uh, Tom O'Connor, uh, yeah. he's done the Butlers, yeah. uh, he's done yeah. um, Marco Road, he's working on Dolphin Friendly, all yeah. who have that very Kiwi sound of summer sound. So, I'm tremendously pleased. Mm that um, uh, he's worked on this track with you. So what was that experience like, Bex? What was it like for you? The recording I always find a little bit challenging because um, I don't I don't like listening to myself. I know. Um, it's, it's crazy in this line of work. And so I always find it a little bit challenging and it's always quite tiring. It takes a lot of energy. Um, but the, the mixing... It used to be done by by John. John would mix all of our our songs, and he did a great job. But you must agree that passing it over to Tom is a not as much work for you, <laughs> <laughs> and and B, it's just so lovely to have somebody included in the process who who is so knowledgeable. And um, it's good to have fresh ears too. That's the thing, you know. You, you can play a song every Saturday the same way, and then someone comes in and goes, "Oh, how about this? Put a throw a tambourine in there." What the hell? What are you talking? Oh, that sounds good. Actually, let's do mm. it. So, yeah, fresh ears are always good. I am yeah. really keen to uh, to play this track uh, for the listeners. Any any particular moments in the song we can look out for? Anything that you know you guys particularly love? For me, my, my favourite part will be um, sort of the big, huge guitar sound um, ends up having this, this one pedal. It's just absolute magic. It's kind of like a fuzzy sort of a real aggressive sort of sound. I think for me, that's sort of my sort of favourite sound in the whole thing. Yeah, definitely. I also like it when the drums crack in full on in the second, ver- second verse. I, that's quite a moment, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually Jesse on the drums. That's the one song where mm. he's pretty much played... Every instrument. When we do this live, I do the guitar and Jesse does the drum. Um, so he had a much better feel for the drum. In fact, as he also plays the guitar better than me as well. So he did. In fact, I think he's play, he's singing your voice too, isn't he, Bex? He's already imitating. Yeah, it's just me the yeah. whole song. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is Hypnum with yeah. uh, Better Off Dead. 
Garden of Sound interview with Hitnam on Plains FM 96.9. I want to talk about sort of projects. We talked about uh, Better Off Dead in the recording there. Is there anything else that's sort of um, been of special significance or you've enjoyed putting together over the last couple of years? Probably two things that we have done that most new bands wouldn't do until later is we we made two music videos for our, one for our first single and one for our third single. Uh, bullet and then on fire and we are super duper lucky to have not just a drummer but also an art director a guy who can basically put together a video which we have spent no money on because we are skint and then spend three months stitching it together to make it look presentable enough to go on to vivo i know some good people i know some good photographers and um I think we're just lucky, we, you know. Mm. But it came out all right, eh? <laughs> so this is about relationships, really, and the mm. people that you have around you and the, and the, the people you, yeah. you, you work with. When you're talking about being skint as a band, that's not an, an uncommon thing, but you've got mm. a, um, a huge project ahead of you. You want to get over to the UK, is that right? 
so yeah, we want to go over to the UK. Um, we we put out the on fire video, and we got some beautiful feedback from all over the place and some really random places and some beautiful reviews um but we got invited to a festival over in the UK and obviously I'm from a small coal mine in town in the UK and so I have I've heard strong... it's, it's Mansfield isn't it it's Mansfield yes, yeah it's I very well. close to um I've got a lot of marching bands there a yeah. lot of marching yeah. bands yeah and happy hardcore <laughs> so um so I'm really connected and as soon as that came through I figured that we could spread our brand of kiwi bluesy dirty rock over to the UK and maybe pick up more fans and more momentum for our band for New Zealand music and for blues rock in general so I mean festivals are always good you always got new ears and it's, it's a mm. great spot to to hit people up with new tracks and we've just, we'll have our EP coming out we're playing with some established artists for other nights of the um, tour and uh, it should be a really good networking experience so there is a fundraising element the, to the, mm. to this what is the um, what's the closing date on that the closing date is the 2nd of May. 2nd of May. Okay, so there's just yeah. a few days left. <gasps> and you're trying to raise how much? Nine grand. $9,000. Yeah. So for people to support this, this campaign, how do they get involved? To get involved, you can head over to our Boosted campaign, which is on the Boosted website. And if you search for Hypnum, you should find our campaign page and you can donate as little or as much as you can afford there and that will help us get our flights so that we can get over to the UK. You know, we've all got other lives here. and we've, I mean, Jesse's been playing music non-stop, but me and Bex have had other lives. We could always go back to that, but we know we've got a really good sound and I think this is our, our chance. Everyone gets a chance and I think this is ours. Um, so we really want to make the most of it. Yeah. yeah I think it'll be really good as well if, if we can really pull this off and really kick ass over there. Um, we it'll will. just be more incentive and blueprints of other bands to kind of go off and do the same because in New Zealand we've got such a small scene. We're not really heard too much on international stage. So if we can kind of get other bands and more New Zealand music out there because it's been slowly growing. We've had, we've had Lord, uh, we've got uh, Tammy Nielsen, uh, Marlon Williams. So we're slowly kind of bringing ourselves to Alien the international Weaponry stage. doing some huge stuff too. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, so um, I think the more people going off and doing these things, um, I think it'll be better off for our, our New Zealand music scene for um, bringing us to the, all to the international stage. It's mm -hmm. kind of a blueprint for everybody too. Yeah. And if you head to gardenofsound.nz forward slash hypnum, that's H-Y-P-N-U-M-B, uh, there will be a link to that campaign on that page um it's been great talking to you guys it's really really cool to oh, thanks a lot meet some mm. meet some dirty bluesy rockers in christchurch um final track today what should we play shall we pull out the wild card what was the wild card it was it was uh, g love g love wasn't it and oh, his yeah. special source this is yeah. quite a departure from uh led zeppelin and tricky and obviously better off dead uh it is. Um, it's the song Cold Beverage. It's it's kind of a little bit rap style, which in some of our songs we we kind of have that playful undertone also. Um, and so it's maybe completely the other end of the spectrum. But still bluesy, so it's relevant. Still bluesy yeah. and still fun. 
Hepnum, thank you for being here. Thank you very much. Thanks. Thanks. Yo, I get a cold beverage. I need some leverage. A sweaty ass as a lemonade will be nice. Of a fight from the top to a VK. Yo, I back up a drink, but girls got the bait on the phone for I got some ice tea. If you like a taste of tea, then come along with me. Summertime is steaming, don't give me no bucks. Glass some ice and a dash of a mess, martini time. Yeah, yeah, feeling cold. And bring your own beverage. It's me, so it's cold. I like cold beverage, yeah. Please fix me a large slice. Summertime is cool, the heat is getting old. Yeah, I have a beverage, space so it's cold. Cold, 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 cold. He's something from the bar. Yeah, I like cold beverage. Yeah, I like cold beverage. Yeah, I like cold beverage. Yeah, uh, cause I'm feeling kind of bored. Stick it in the fridge, 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 stick it in the fridge. And the friend Go girl work the cold one Go girl work the cold one What? Go girl work the cold one Go girl work the cold one Yo, when I'm fishing Let's keep one thing clear The bait's over there The brew's right here Two six packs and a big bag of ice to And you can get a bite But the brew tastes nice. nice Back to the bar So every jack of reason I collide Need a whole lot of them food trays To catch me up But I must tell you I'm the Kool-Aid kid When you serve my drink Please stick it in the fridge Cause I like cool beverage, yeah. I like cool beverage, yeah. I like cool beverage, yeah. Uh huh, I'm kinda thirsty. Yeah. I like cool beverage, yeah. I like cool beverage, yeah. Uh huh. Time for my track of the week off their new album what's it like over there this is circa waves with savior
what you make of something you don't know Every night I'm holding on to hope Guided by the voices in the dark Thanks so much for being with me today. My guests were Bex, Jesse, and John from Hypnum. As mentioned during the show, they're looking for your help right now to spread their blend of dirty bluesy rock to the UK and beyond. To find out more about their boosted fundraising campaign, head to gardenofsound.nz and click on their image on the front page. Time is also running out for you to get your tickets to Garden of Sound Live, which is happening May 9th in Christchurch. It's an amazing lineup of new talent in the form of Twin Harmony and Olivia Eady, alongside the wonderful Amelia Grinnell and the self-professed Mo Show, Moses Robbins. Advanced tickets are just $12 plus booking. Group bookings are even more affordable. So do yourself a favour and support New Zealand music by getting your tickets now via the Garden of Sound website, gardenofsound.nz or by heading to eventbrite.com and searching for Garden of Sound. That's all we've got time for today. This has been Garden of Sound, brought to you by Mint Finance. It's business loans made easy. Until next week, keep well, keep listening, and keep playing. Hi there, da.